there. All right, so um, there's a, a question that seems to be echoing around the world here lately, it seems like to me. And that question is, what is wrong with people today? Um, it just seems like you hear a lot of that. And maybe you've had kind of a similar thing where you have thought, what is wrong with people today? Uh, that comes in, um, in many forms, but um, it seems like it always comes back to that general question. You might say, you know, for example, what's wrong with the government or what's wrong with this Hollywood studio that they would do this film or, you know, whatever. But that really comes back to people, doesn't it? What is wrong with people? You know, and that's true whether you're in this camp or that camp, really. You know, in the example that, you know, Adam gave this morning, he was talking about um, po- uh, political messages and things like that and sports teams and all, you know, what would be wrong with someone that they would root for? Who was it you said? The Michigan Wolverines or, or something like that? Because um, that's Adam's team. Because so. that's Adam's team. And so what would be wrong with them that they would do that? And another person, what is wrong with you that we, you would root for the Ohio State University? Um, so, so anyway, you know, that's a question that seems to kind of be on, on people's minds. And I, I want to kind of speak to that a little bit and uh, just share with you just some ideas and thoughts that I had uh, coming from, from thinking about this for the last few weeks. I'm going to tell you a story first. Late one evening, a man was hurrying along in the rain when he heard another man shout, Hello! Hello! out of his window. So the first man stopped and he inquired as to what the man wanted. And the fellow replied, Nothing from you. And, uh, and that was it. And so the fellow that had been walking by in the rain and, and stopped says, Well, why are you calling out to people passing by then? Well, why are you wandering by people's windows asking why they're saying hello, was the response he got back. Now, this little uh, joke, as it's sometimes called, this was one of Abraham Lincoln's stories that he used to tell for, for example, of uh, uh, different things. And uh, I want to kind of speak to it today because I think there's two parts to that story that play into what I'm talking about with this what is wrong with people sort of idea. The first thing is that that, that we can draw from this is that people see things from their own vantage point. Whether you're the guy walking by or the guy in the window, you see things from your own vantage point. And the second thing actually points us to something that we can see uh, true in, in Scripture, and that is that not a whole lot is different now than it used to be. This story is 150 years old almost. Um, so if we go and look at Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, and we're actually going to look at a couple of passages from Ecclesiastes. Um, you'll, I think you'll recognize both of these immediately as soon as I read them. But nonetheless, um, that's what we're kind of drawing our, our, our scripture from today. So Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9 says, What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. You know, this is a passage of scripture that is over 2,000 years old and is basically saying there's nothing new. You know, this was being said 2,000 years ago. Can we say it any less today? There's nothing new going on. People have been the same throughout history. And so to quote another, uh, another person, um, too many of, uh, and let me, let me read this first, and I want you to think about when this was probably said. Too many of our countrymen rejoice in stupidity, look upon ignorance as a badge of honor, They condemn everything they don't understand. 
Now that sounds like something that would be modern, that somebody would have said last week, right? It was actually a quote from an autobiography in 1952 by a uh, Tallulah Bankhead, who is a, a stage actor. Uh, maybe some of you have, are familiar with her. I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with her, but um, I just thought it was interesting that, again, this is the 1950s we're talking about. I did not uh, figure out how to pull up on the screen here a video for you, but I'm going to play it on my phone and, and turn on just a part of it, because I really don't want you to necessarily watch the whole video. I just wanted to share with you, this is a, a television scene from the, the 1960s. So we'll see if it works here. Thought it'd be louder than that. Everybody else is fat and selfish, and you're the first generation to come along that's felt dissatisfied. They all have, you know, about different things, and most of them didn't have the same opportunity and freedoms that you do. Let's talk poverty. Most places in the world, that's not a problem, it's a way of life. And rights, they're liable to give you a blank stare because they may not know what you're talking about. The fact is, more people are living better. The thing I want you to get from that is that in the 1960s, this thing goes on, actually, if you want to watch it, you can just YouTube Dragnet and, and, uh, the, and some of those words, and it'll come up. This thing goes on for like three or four minutes of uh, him and Harry Morgan, as their characters, you know, espousing the fact that young people today are just shiftless and lazy, and they don't realize how hard it is and how tough life is and how good they have it and so forth. And I thought, wow, that sounds a lot like things that are said today about the current young generation. Um, and, and so again, this, this thing of there's nothing new under the sun. You know, 40, 50 years has passed and people are saying the same things. So when we, we see that, again, we see that the Bible is correct in its teaching and telling us if we just would have looked at Ecclesiastes, nothing new is under the sun. If we go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I tried to find some songs that would go along with this particular little lesson that I'm I'm showing, and I couldn't find any. Uh, the birds have a song, um, but I didn't think it would necessarily be appropriate. I didn't think it would be appropriate to, to sing that um, necessarily. I guess it would be if we did the parts that are our quotes. But Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting there in verse, um, I guess in verse 1. For everything there is a season, a time and a, uh, for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And... I've used that passage before in sermons I know and made the comment that obviously the preacher here is not saying if it's peaceful, you need to go out and make war because there's, you know, we need to have both. We don't need to have both as much as we have both. And we need to understand that these things happen. They come and they pass all of the time. And so when we see difficult times, one of the, the pleasures we can draw from life is that it's not permanent. It's not always going to be this way. Uh, things will get better if they're bad. Um, in, a, in a same way, if things are really good, I'm not saying dwell on and worry about tomorrow is going to get bad, but at the same time, we can say if things are good, 
we shouldn't expect that it's always going to be like this because there is a season for these things. Um, so while people haven't changed over these thousands of years, it appears that their behavior from time to time changes. You know, there's kind of a cycle here that's gone through. And um, I pulled up some headlines on a, a news feed that I get for the last week. And I was going through, and, and, you know, the other guys that have done sermons here will tell you sometimes when you get an idea in your head that you begin just seeing things all over that, that just kind of pop out and say, wow, that's exactly what I was trying to, to think of and get across and so forth. And it just kind of comes to you. And that's kind of the way it was. I, I'm reading these headlines throughout this week, and I kept thinking, oh, I've got to make a note of that one because that fits with exactly what I'm kind of talking about. So this last week, um, these are some headlines I saw, and some of them probably uh, will sound familiar to you from places you get your news. Uh, one thing I saw was that the 911 centers in Texas, in certain parts of Texas, were overwhelmed with people calling in with trivial uh, complaints or problems to the point that they inundated the system and it couldn't handle it and people that had serious medical problems or emergencies could not get through to 911 because of things like, you know, I have water in my basement and my furniture is ruined and, you know, who's going to come and take care of this for me sort of attitude, you know, things like that. Um, protest marches in dot, 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 uh, fill in the blank. There have been a number of protest marches in this last week. Uh, protest rallies as well, which to me are different than marches in sometimes how they end. So maybe they're combined, but maybe not. But uh, those things also going on in different places. I saw a little thing that said that Taylor Swift's latest edgy new song is titled, Look What You Made Me Do. I, don't know, I didn't listen to the song or know anything about it, but the title itself just kind of jumped out at me as, Look What You Made Me Do. Um, this is, this is one that just really surprised me. In the UK, the number of acid attacks on people is, is going to be, if the, the trend continues, is going to be 50% more than last year. Last year, they had 700 attacks with acid. And this is where someone takes acid and throws it on a person and uses that as a means to you know, rob them or take something from them, you know, like a scooter or a motorcycle or whatever. And the thing, of course, that is, that is somewhat awful about this is not only do, do they take the property, but it's a, it's a disfiguring, and so it leaves a person disfigured for life. It's actually even more common that this happens in India. Uh, the difference between the two, to show you how depravity doesn't, uh, is no respecter of persons, um, in India is women primarily, and it's men who are dissatisfied with a woman and they throw acid on them to disfigure them. In the UK, it is more robbery, where uh, primarily motorcycles and scooters. Uh, someone's driving down the road and they stop at a stoplight and someone just pitches a bunch of acid on them, and then when they jump off their motorcycle or whatever, they get on and take off and steal their motorcycle. So uh, 700 of these last year, and they're on target for over 1,000 this year, and you think that's that's three a day. I mean, that's, that's not a one kind of weird sort of occurrence. And so, again, all of these headlines, um, most of which you probably have seen. I explained that one a little bit because you probably hadn't seen it. But these headlines that you read, you, you think just, again, what is wrong with people is kind of the reaction that you have when you hear something like that. And so maybe that's not the right question 
to ask. And that's kind of how I'm going to close this today, and this is the whole point of what all of everything up to this point was getting towards, is maybe the right question to ask is not, what is wrong with people today? But what is right with people today? Because there were 700 acid attacks on people in the UK last year, and they're on track for 1,000 this year. I don't know, I didn't bother to look up how many people are in the UK, but it's a whole lot more than a couple of thousand, right? So my point is, for all of those people doing all those horrible things, there were a lot of people doing good things. Um, when you hear about someone that has done something that in some way maybe angers you or upsets you, what is wrong with this person? Well, is there anything right with them that you can find? And the reason I started thinking about this as much as anything is I've been thinking a lot lately about why it is that it seems like things have become so divisive in our culture. You know, there was a, a senator from Illinois named Paul Simon, not, not the singer. This was a politician. Uh, he was a senator, and he served there for many, many years. He was actually the senator when Teresa and I lived there in, in high school, college kind of age, and even after that for a little while. He was a very die-hard, I mean really die-hard, liberal Democrat. Um, he's from Illinois, so what else would he be? That's just the way it is. So this is, okay, this is his politics. There's another guy named Alan Cranston that was from Wyoming, if I remember right. And he was at the other end of the spectrum. He was as right-wing Republican as you probably could find. These two guys went at it tooth and nail in the Senate over policies that the country should have and so forth. Here's the thing that, that just... I guess just really takes me aback when I look at what's going on today in Washington. These two guys had lunch every week the entire time they were in the Senate together, which was decades. And every week they would get together and they would talk and they would talk about everything except politics because they had a lot in common. These are two guys who had similar backgrounds in, in some ways. And so my point is they found something that they had in common and they talked about that because it kept them mindful of the fact that they weren't there to kill each other. They weren't there to destroy each other. They weren't there for the purpose of tearing each other down. They had different opinions in politics, but that didn't mean they had to destroy each other in, in showing their politics. And this morning as, as Adam was going through that list of things that he mentioned, I couldn't help but think, you know, people don't get that passionate usually about sports, but sometimes they get pretty close. I mean, they'll stop talking to somebody for a while or, you know, they'll get really huffy and walk out of a room because somebody says the wrong thing. Or, you know, religion, certainly people can have that reaction. But shouldn't it be our case as Christians that we ask the question, what's right with people? You know, if a person walks through the door and they have all sorts of problems in their life, it's easy, easy to pick at all the bad stuff because that's always the obvious thing, right? That guy's a drug dealer. He's a drug user. She's, she's you know, been divorced six times. You know, she had an affair with this guy. You know, there's, there's lots of things we can point to, and that's easy because it's there and it's, it's real, but wouldn't it be better if we said... She has such a sweet personality, and she wants to do the right thing. Or, you know, he's a drug user, but 
he's, he's, he's made the effort to come in here looking for something. You know, how much effort it must have taken on his part to overcome the trepidation at walking through the doors and coming in here. Now, none of this means we have to agree with any of these people any more than Cranston and Simon ever agreed on anything, but we're all in this together. And I think that's part of the disconnect that has happened lately is we can't disagree with people anymore without it becoming, what is wrong with this guy? He doesn't see the world the way I do. So why are you walking by my window listening when I'm hollering hello out the window? You know, that goes back to that story again. What was, what was, what's your purpose in this? Well, my purpose is I wanted to walk down the street or I wanted to holler hello out the window. So this week, what I would challenge you to do is I would challenge you when you have those feelings, and if I, I'm, I'm assuming kind of like Adam does, that everybody else kind of sees things sometimes the way I do. If you have one of those feelings where you feel like, what is wrong with you? Stop yourself and think, you know, what is, what is the other side? Is there something good I can see in this person? Or if you're on Facebook, if you're one of the, the Facebook people, when you see something you agree with, you know, one of those little memes that like really digs them good, don't hit the like button. There is no unlike button, I know. So don't hit the like button. But if you see something that's a positive message, hit the like button. And the thing I keep thinking is, you know, if we look at the people we are supposed to be, we are supposed to be the light in a dark world. Most people, Levi accepted, um, like summer and really don't like winter that much. You know, they don't like the dark, cold days that, you know, that just seem really gloomy. They like the bright sunshine of the summer. And so what is it that causes the seasons to change? What is it that changes war to peace and peace to war? You know, gathering stones to not gathering stones. I'm not sure why that one's in the list in Ecclesiastes, but anyway, it's there. You know, what is it causes these seasons to change? Well, it's light. You know, light causes things to change. As the sun starts coming out more and more and things work in the way they do in our world, the summer gets hotter and the days get longer and you know, that's a good thing. So what is it that we can do? We can be a light to other people. We can change the season by not encouraging that. Every time you hit like on something that you think, yeah, boy, you really said it, but it's not really a Christian mindset, think about the fact that that like you're putting on there has all of those other repercussions. For one thing, it's causing that thing to float to the top in Facebook. For another thing, that person that posted that may look and see oh, I got 50 likes on this thing, and it, it reinforces that that was good. Yeah, let's, let's all just beat up on these people and tear them down. This is fantastic. Well, it's not. It's horrible, and it's not a Christian behavior. A Christian behavior is to be loving and caring and to reach out to people. Those are Christian behaviors. So, again, I would encourage you this week... Um, you know, make a little extra effort and see if that you see if how that affects your mindset about other things. You may find that it affects more than just whether or not you're clicking the like button. It may affect how you're thinking about some other things. The person that cut you off in traffic just may not have done it on purpose. It might have been an accident. They might have never even known that they did it. It doesn't have to be always what is wrong with this person. Something's right with them, too. So uh, this afternoon, as we always do, we offer the invitation, and uh, Dale is going to...
lead us in our song there.